Hey friends, welcome to the Intuitive Mother Podcast, the podcast created to help you awaken, heal, and connect to your truth and your desires as you journey home to you in the midst of motherhood. I'm your host, Angie Schaefer, wife, mom of two teen daughters, intuitive life coach and Reiki healer, creator of The Awoken Woman and spiritual joy seeker. Each week, we'll come together and chat just as if we are on my sofa, side by side, sharing sacred space. It is my greatest hope to help other moms by offering insights, interviews, and straight up truth on all things motherhood and womanhood to guide your journey home with a friendly and healing vibe. Our time is now. Let's go. Hey friends, welcome back to the Intuitive Mother Podcast. I am so glad that you're here with me this week because I believe this episode is going to be about something that has crossed your mind as a mom because I'm hearing it more and more from my friends who are moms and I thought it would be perfect to do an episode on my thoughts on how to handle this feeling that we're going to get into in just a few minutes. First, I wanted to wish each of you listening a ease and flow into the transition of summer. I know that it's upon us. Our daughters just wrapped up today. their 8th grade and 11th grade years. So we are looking at you know what, eight weeks of summertime and borrowing cars and running places and friends coming and going and vacations and extra time together. And I also know that this means there's this transitional time period where we're getting into the flow of all being home at the same time. And this even comes after the fact that they've been Um, virtually learning for the past year. So it's not like we have not been with each other, but they've been into schedules at school, even though it's been virtual. And um, they've been doing it from their room each day. I always feel with the transition into summer, there's that time period of allowing things to fall into place. And as I'm saying this, I'm thinking my best advice to you is to Give it a week or two and see how things fall into place. Because I know that for myself, there have been summers where like maybe three or four weeks and I've lost my mind because I felt like I was going through so much food, so many grocery trips, so many dishes (laughs) and clothing all over the place and the wash was different and just everything felt like it was out of sorts. So my best advice for this ease and flow in the transition of summertime and having your kiddos home with you is to allow it to unfold for a week or two, maybe just seven to 10 days, see how things are going. And early on, set some rules on what you have as expectations for them to help you with chores around the house or when cars can be borrowed and 
when friends can be over, how late, you know, the curfew is and everything so that you're not facing it right there in the heat of the moment when it's irritating you that no one's helping you make dinner or fill the dishwasher or do their laundry or whatnot. So just a little thought as I think back over many of summer transitions that we have had and how I probably should have jumped in and said something earlier on or set some thought and standard into how we would best operate with all of us home. And I didn't, and then it would catch up with me. So I hope that little gold nugget of motherhood offers you some peace into how to embrace this transition of summer. All right, friends. So tonight, I wanted to share with you a little bit about this feeling that we often have that we are clueless and that we are upon a new season that we don't know what to do with. Uh, Our daughters are growing up faster. Maybe it's the first boyfriend. Maybe it's you know, a transition to a new school or just you get this sense when you're around your child that they're maturing so quickly and there's this new, I don't want to say a tug of war, but there's, so there's this newfound independence and you are learning how to transition into this and who you are as a mom and how you want to show up as a mom in this phase because our how we show up is so different throughout their entire childhood you know how they need us how they interact with us and when they need us to hold their hand tighter and take a step back at other times and My feeling is that a lot of times when this occurs, we, we, uh, hold on a little tighter. We make our grip (laughs) stronger and that it is my belief is where we start to see them pull away because they feel that grip coming in really tight and their natural tendency is to want to pull from that grip because this is occurring during the time period of which they are testing their independence. They're seeing how this newfound tween teen age feels for them. And all that aside, it doesn't mean that they don't need you. It's just that now you're at a phase of being needed in a different way. And I find that I hear from other moms how this maybe makes them feel clueless. It certainly hurts their heart. And they just are a little on edge and lost. You know, what do you do when your child is suddenly in those tween teen years and new adventures are showing up with them and new scenarios and new situations and new friends and new schools and 
new hormones and you have never experienced this, whether it's because your first child was a girl and your second is a boy or you have an only child and you've never experienced it or because they're each so different that there's no way we could ever expect it to all unfold the same even if we have two daughters and one right after another they're not the same children. They're not the same humans. They're, they don't have the same heart, the same soul, the same purpose here on this earth. So they, the unfolding is going to be naturally different for each. And we tend to, as the mom, worry that we don't have a clue or that, you know, we're not, we're just not sure how to connect with them. And I feel like this takes some foundational like the footing out from under us we feel shaky and if we would instead go inward and listen to our heart and also allow ourselves to remember as much as we can about that stage in our life when we felt that pull into independence and how did our mother show up for us in that stage and then from how she showed up what are you continuing that is a healthy way of showing up or what are you continuing that might be an unhealthy way to show up in your relationship with your child and again like I said this could change from your first child to your second to your third, fourth, fifth, it doesn't matter because each of them are so different that how we show up, I can guarantee you is actually going to be remembered as different by within our child's heart, even if we feel we're showing up the same way. But we all know from the very beginning of motherhood, we have our first child you know, they get a little older, we have our second, their feeding schedule is different. The way they sleep is schedule, the way they sleep is different. The, just how they interact with other people holding them is different. So we cannot expect to hit the teenage years and then suddenly think that they'll all be the exact same way and that we will understand how to transition through this time period because we did it once before. But that plays into this feeling that then puts us on a shaky ground of wondering, what do we do? Who is this person in front of us? Who are they becoming? And, you know, if you're anything like me, you love watching who they're becoming. But of course, your heartstrings are pulled by who they were. And... What I have found with my daughters is that there's so much beauty in who they're becoming. And there is so much beauty in who they were that my heart sometimes would get so stuck in the middle and make me feel like I actually was clueless and I didn't know what to do in this stage. But let's remember, we also didn't know what to do when we brought them home 
from the hospital per se, we, we followed our heart. We followed our intuition. We just allowed our true north to guide us as moms. And that's how you need to show up in these tween teen years of motherhood when you're among a new transition and you don't know what this is going to be like. I encourage you to open your heart, to allow them the space to grow and to explore just as they did when they were starting to crawl and walk and remind them and yourself that you're still right there. It's going to be different. It's definitely going to feel different as they start to pull to a new direction or a new group or a new school and their personalities change at time, whether that's from hormones or who they're with. But the greatest support you can offer is being a constant, a secure and loving constant, because they will come back to you, whether it's a week later, a month later, three years later, 10 years later, <laughs> they will come back. They will come back and, and know that the greatest thing you offered them was the security of just being there. Your presence of being there for them, of not having all the answers and being honest that you don't have all the answers. I also feel one of the greatest aspects of this time period is being truthful with them about even how you're feeling and being honest about saying, I have never gone through this with you before. This feels different to me. It makes me a little sad, but I'm also so excited to see you grow in this new way. I feel like when we approach it with that truth from our heart, but we Give it the security of, I still want you to explore yourself. It gives them that safe, secure netting of knowing it's okay to fly, to take those steps. Because mom's there and dad's there. And they are there to catch me if I fall, but they're also encouraging me to go, even though... Of course, they're sad and these changes are different for them and for me. I believe that's where they feel such a significant emotional support to grow into who they are meant to be. Now, I share this with you in context of some questions or just um, concerns various moms that I know have shared with me, whether it's, oh my goodness, like my daughter is only one year from turning 13 and like this whole stage is different for me. Or for someone else said recently, this whole tween boy time period is so different for them. And I was sitting by myself and I realized I was having those same thoughts over the past couple of months as our oldest embarked on the college search 
And this is so new to her. It's so new to her father and I. And it's new to her sister, who is already preparing in her mind and in her heart for when her sister, her best friend, her person, is going to be going off to college in just 14 months. But what I have learned so much during the last six months as we've really dove into the college search and visits and touring and talking about it more and more is that I have to let her go. I have to let her fly. And that these years of the tween teen years and slowly loosening my grip instead of grabbing on even tighter have been the time period of preparation for allowing her to go wherever her heart leads her. And I assure you, this does not mean that it comes without tears or it comes without the heartbreak and the realization that in just 14 months, your daughter will live very far away. As in our case, ours is looking at... Florida, and we are in Pennsylvania. I have never experienced this before in my life. And I think there would have been a time where I leaned on saying, I'm clueless. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do this. Because it's true. I've never been through it. I don't know how this unfolds. But I also know that if I let my heart guide me, my heart always leads me to the right way to show up if I'm listening, if I'm not bypassing it, if I'm not holding on to the chains from previous generations and how we walked through these changes in our child's life, these transitional time periods of tween teen years into young adulthood, and we, we think, like, like I said, that we've never been through this before, but in reality, we've been through this so many times because each stage of our child's life is a different transition and a different way that it, you know, hits our heart or that we have to walk through it. And the best thing to do is walking through it with grace and with presence for them. And so I have learned that with my daughter... The best thing is to remind her that we're always here and we 100% support her in this journey and we'll walk through it with her and help her navigate choosing a college and financial aid and all of that. All the while being honest with her that my heart hurts once in a while but that I know, even if I break down crying, that I will miss her and that I don't want this time period to be among us already, that my heart knows it is and that my heart knows this time is upon us and that I'm not clueless, but that it knows the way. 
And maybe one day that way is in tears, and maybe one day that way is in presence and strength as we are touring colleges. And I am looking at her and recognizing what a beautiful young woman she has become and how she is so ready for this next chapter in her life after high school. So I encourage each of you that question that you don't know what to do and it's daunting to embrace that and to give yourself grace that of course we don't know this new stage and we don't know what it's going to bring. And we know there will be happy and there will be sad because that happens all throughout life in every stage that our children will walk through and every stage that we walk through because our hearts are in it. But that if we can show up in presence and offer them this solid foundation and start building it when they are tweens and teens, that we really have nothing to worry about when they step out into college, you know, six years down the road, two years down the road, whatever, because of how we've walked through it now in the early stages during the tween and teen years. There's so much good stuff in these years that I truly believe gets overlooked. There's so much room for growth, healing, new depth to your relationship because they are becoming the true identity of like who they really are. And instead of us getting tied up in who we want them to be or tied up into holding them as they were for all the years prior. If we open our heart and our eyes to who they're becoming right in front of us and allow that space and know that it's going to occasionally be filled with irritation or anger, hormones all over the place, that that's okay because love exists at the core of it. And that love you have for each other and that foundation that you have built with each other is going to help you walk through it. And that this is the time period to build that even stronger so that you can ensure when they head off into middle school, college, or high school, then college, or they move across the country for a job, that your relationship has this foundational security based on love. And that is really all it needs. It doesn't need you to have all the answers because you're never going to have all the answers because you don't even have all the answers for yourself, let alone your child who is their own person. Build that foundation Know that it's going to go through highs and lows and laughter and sadness. But that your presence and your openness to walk through it and to be real and honest is what is going to help build it so that at each stage that feels new, 
in each transition that pulls at your heartstrings. That the love that is the core of that foundation is what holds you and your child steady, even as they walk onto that tightrope out to the new place, new spaces that we have never watched them walk out to. Then they will, I promise you, get to the end of that tightrope where it lands at their next spot, (laughs) the next stage in their life. And even though we might be holding back tears, they're going to turn around and they're going to look at us with a smile that's beaming from their heart because we've given them the opportunity to step into who they are and the opportunity to be seen and heard and encouraged and loved. I think this could be one of the greatest gifts. And these unknown territories of motherhood are the greatest gifts. This makes me think of a movie that my youngest and I have always called our movie, Letters to Juliet. has Amanda Seyfried. Honestly, I don't know who else, but it's like set in Italy. um, And they go searching, you know, a letter in the Wall of Juliet or whatever, (laughs) that area in Italy. They pull this letter out and it's like 50 years old and the grandmother comes back to try to find the man that she had walked away from at 15 years old and never married and whatever. Watch the movie. (laughs) It's really cute. But there's a part where the grandmother says, life is the messy bits. And I look at motherhood and life, and it's so messy, (laughs) but messy makes a beautiful life, messy encourages love, and forgiveness, and grace, Those messy years when you feel like you have no clue, they are what create this life and this motherhood that you're going to look back at that stage and you're going to, through tears, (laughs) just as I am right now, you're going to smile. Because that messy just builds so much. And I think we think we're clueless, but it's really just messy. Because we've never been there. But we're not clueless. It's in our heart. It's in their heart. And if you continue to show up in the messy and be truthful when it feels messy, to have your person that's your partner, that's your partner and your sister and your friends and your mother. You can come here to this podcast and know that it's like talking to the mom next door. I'm here. My mission is that I don't want moms to feel alone 
in this journey, this transition of motherhood. And that spans the years. I mean, I know I I hone in on the tween and teen years and girls because that's what I know and that's who I've mothered. But it spans all the years. And to have a space and to find your person that you can go to when it feels messy because life is messy and motherhood is so messy. And we're allowed to not know what it is that we're supposed to be feeling because guess what? You're not supposed to be feeling like it's just what you're feeling. We're, we, we don't know when it's going to strike, what changes are going to come, how it's going to feel. All we have is in that moment to be present and to be soaking it up. Because one day we have to continue letting go <laughs> a little bit more than just letting go into the new stage and watching these beautiful humans that we have created and raised and loved walk into a stage that we're not right there to hold, but we're always right there in their hearts. And yes, my eyes filled with tears as I shared this and my heart with emotions because I'm in it with you. Everything I share here isn't because I know it all and I've been there for it all because I'm in the thick of it right now with our daughters going into ninth grade and 12th grade. I'm in the thick of it knowing what it feels like to watch a transition stage and feel a little bit out of sorts. And it's so unknown as to what we're, you know, because we're trained by society to think that we should know what we're supposed to be doing. But I call that bullshit all the time and say, it's just feel into your heart, feel into your mother's intuition. And you will know the right steps and the right words and the right way to be. And it will help build a beautiful foundation with the relationship between you and your children. And again, I, I wholeheartedly share with you that it's okay to be messy. Life is the messy bits. Motherhood is the messy bits. <laughs> um, and we can make mistakes, own them. Offer ourselves grace and forgiveness and love and move forward. I hope if you're listening, this touched your heart, that you know you're not alone and that you can come here week after week and hear stories, inspiration from myself, from others. There's, there's a lot coming down because I'm, I'm just in a space right now within this podcast and my business that I'm looking to shift the way some offerings are out there. 
but the mission will always be the same to show up week after week and share with you the insights, the inspiration, the true stories, the real life and real talk of motherhood, just as you would hear from the mom next door. All right, friends, I hope it hit your heart. I hope it helps. I hope you have a great week. And if you loved this episode or any that you have listened to, please, I would be so grateful if you would leave a review and give it a rating. And it just, it, it, this is something that is a passion project for me. It has grown. We've pivoted. We'll pivot again, I'm sure. But I love it, and I love coming here and speaking to you as a way of sharing hope and inspiration and love out there within motherhood and womanhood and marriage and just everything that we encounter in our real life. All right, have a great week, and we'll chat soon. Hey, friends. Thanks for joining me on this week's episode of the Intuitive Mother Podcast. I am so deeply grateful for each and every one of you that has listened in, whether it's your 50th episode or first episode, you taking the time to share this sacred space with me means the world to me and warms my heart. I would love to hear from each and every one of you about what interviews you loved and what you want to hear more of. Drop me a line at Angie at angieshafer.com. On my website, you can also learn more about the programs that I'm offering and the coaching and healings that are also available for each one of you as you journey home to your sacred self. I am thankful for you spending your time with me and I cannot wait to share another episode with you next week. Have a great day. Thank you.